Okay, Shalom Aleichem, Baruch Welcome everyone. Parshas Yisroi. We have an amazing subject tonight. First, the Shiram on Sefer Shemayi are once again generously sponsored by our dear friend, Dr. Zakheim, Umeshpachta, Lilay Nishmas, Rav Shloima, Eliezer, and Rav Yaakov Zakheim, and Lilay Nishmas, Dr. Zakheim's mother, Rivka Bas, Tovya Halevi, Began Eden, Tehei Menuchas, and the Shvim Lutzei Yisham for their whole family, Adbi Askoel Tzedek, uh, all the learning of, of Chodesh Shvat is sponsored by the Israeli family in Zechanishmas, uh, Mayor Ben David, Beganeden Tehimenu Chasai, Beganeden Tehimenu Chasai, family, Abiyas Koyal Tzedek. Tonight's shir is sponsored by my good friend in the Holy Land, Yaakov Mizrahi. Uh, may Hashem bless him with Simcha Sanachas, Abiyas Koyal Tzedek. If anybody wants to uh, start getting going. You have two options for Purim. Purim's coming, less than 30 days. There's the Hebrew Sefer, the English Sefer, and you need to get both of them because there's stuff in one that's not in the other. Also, Sefer Shemais. We're only halfway through Shemais, so you could get your Sefer on Shemais. Um, Baruch Hashem, on Sunday we submitted the Haggadah to Arzgro for publication, but if anybody still wants to be Meshtatif, that is available. Parshas Yisrael. Today we're going to talk about a very important subject. Now, a few weeks ago we spoke about ten locations in the davening where you should be mechaven to daven for the physical, spiritual, emotional welfare of your children. We spoke about Berchas HaToyrah. We spoke about in Shema, in Ahavaraba, in Atachoinein, in Hashivenu, in Laman Nigal Lorik. In Vanizoy Sprisi Ruchi Asher Alecha, in Ledor Vodar, Venafshi Afar Lakotia, and one more in Mahamapil Sahimi Tosi Shleimolafanecha. How I was able to do that, I have no idea, because if you would have asked me 10 minutes ago, maybe I could have come up with six or seven of them. But those are the 10. Those are the 10 Makaimais. Today we're going to talk about 10 times during the year that are predisposed, that are mesugal to daven for the spiritual success, the material success, the emotional welfare of your children. And you ask, why are we giving it on Parshas Yisrael? I can't get, be Megala all the reasons, but one of them is because the main Maramakim happens to be on Parshas Yisrael. The Rabbeinu B'chayi says, in the beginning of the Asar Sadibrais, in the introduction to the Asar Sadibrais, Hashem tells Moshe, Koi soimar lebeis Yaakov. So shall you say to the house of Jacob. Then visagid lebnei Yisrael. Then tell the Jewish people. So when you hear Beis Yaakov, you think of a girls' school. Well, there's a good reason for that. Why do you think of a girl? Because Beis Yaakov refers to the Nashim. And the Rabbeinu B'chayi says, Koisoimar lebeis Yaakov. When you speak to the to the women, you need to speak Amira Raka, Benachas, softly, gently. And it's very important to speak to the Nashim, says Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar, in order to draw the heart of the children for Torah. Why? First of all, we can tell the father, Father, make sure your kid is, uh, learns every day and diamonds every day. The father's not home. So what do you mean, tell your kid? The father, he gets up early, he goes to davening, he learns, he's out in the office. And we can tell the father to take care of the kid? The mother's the one that's home. So therefore, Rabbeinu B'chai says, the, even though technically, 
the mitzvah of chinuch is on the father. You know that. And it's a question whether a mother even has a halachic obligation of chinuch. But practically speaking, at the end of the day, the mother is the one that is, uh, she's the one that's home. Right. Something like that, right? So, so the the woman is the one who is home. First, uh, furthermore, she knows how to sweet talk the kid. The father comes into the room with a club with spikes on it, and he says, "You know, go, go to yeshiva." And the mother comes and says, "Shefala, mamala, get up. We'll give you some chocolate milk and orange juice and a Danish and a muffin, and then you'll have a bowl of cereal and then eggs." Okay, Mamala, okay, Shefla, another 10 minutes. Yingala, it's already 12.30 p.m. Don't you think it's time to get up? Just a few more minutes, and the mother sweet-talks the kid into uh, doing what he has to do. So therefore, the mother is the one who's really going to be able to be successful in getting the child interested in Avodah Hashem. Therefore, says Rabbeinu B'chayev, L'chein ru'uya ha'isha l'hispalel l'shem yisbarach. It is fitting for a woman to daven to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. B'shas hadlakas haner shabbos. At the time she lights the Shabbos candles, she mitzvah mutelas alaha. That's the mitzvah that's placed upon her. It seems like Rabbeinu Bachai is saying, since the onus of engendering avas Hashem and avas haTorah really falls on the mother more than the father, the mother should really be davening for her child, especially at the time of lighting the ner Chanukah. Sheyitain la Hashem banim, that Hashem should give her children, meirim batayra, illuminating in Torah. Well, now, ask Rabbi Nebuchaye, why should you daven then? Why shouldn't you daven on uh, Friday afternoon or, or after the meal? Rabbi Nebuchaye says a great principle. Ki hatfila yoiser nishmas b'shas asiyas ha-mitzvah. Prayer is more effective at the time you do a mitzvah. In other words, if you would measure the efficacy of tefillah in a special efficacy of tefillah measurer, they have those things in certain... You could buy, you know, you, you, you take like a metal thing, you plug the tefillah in. If you would want to know how effective a tefillah, it would not be plateaued. There would be certain times that tefillah is more effective, sometimes less. At the time of the performance of a mitzvah, tefillah is much more effective. Therefore, the woman should take advantage of the Esrat sign of lighting the Ner Shabbos, Uvizchus Ner Shabbos, in the merit of the Ner Shabbos, Shu Ar, Tizke Lebanim, Balei Taira, Hanikres Ar. This is the famous Torah Ben Bechayi. And doesn't say anywhere that a woman should daven at the time of Ner Shabbos. Now we get in trouble now. Right? So first, women go like this. Again, nobody has any idea why women would go like this. You, you could tell me whatever reason... Still, it hasn't in 2,000 years, it still has not, nobody has been Megala. What they're supposed to do is uh, cover their eyes. For Ashkenazim, they first make the bracha, and, excuse me, they first light the candle, right? They first light the candle, and but they, really, they're supposed to make the bracha before. If they make the bracha before, they're Mechabal Shabbos. So they light the candle, but they're not supposed to be nena, so they're supposed to cover their eyes. But somehow it became a very religious, inspiring ritual. Some say they're being mekabal the Shabbos. How? Okay. But Hanach, Levanois Yisrael, but at the end of the day, it doesn't say in the Gemara, 
anything about davening at the time of lighting the Ner, the Ner Shabbos. Rabbi Mechaye is the one who's Megala. He reveals that that is the most appropriate time for a woman to daven for the success in Torah and Yerushalayim of her child. By the way, Rabbi Yoyna likewise writes this. He, Rabbi Yoyna says something very important. That she should make sure to make a bracha with the Adayim Nikiyais. Sometimes a woman, she's rushing to light the candles, but where was she right before? She might have been in the Beisakise. She might have been changing something. She has to wash her hands before she lights the candle. Maybe going like this somehow, it, I don't know, cleans the hands. But says Rabbi Nuyana, the Tespalel ba'isasha al baneha sheyu baneha meirim ba'olam b'tayru of a mitzvahs. And says Rabbi Nuyana, she should say Yehi Ratzayin sheyu banei meirim ba'olam b'tayru of a mitzvahs u'vira shemayim. Now we come to a very interesting segula. What if a woman is having a hard time raising her kids, which is really par for the course, you know? Hashem told Chava that uh, you're going to have Tsar Gidul Banim. Not like, not like uh, 90% of kids are going to be uh, a cinch, and you know, there'll be one or two. It, that's par for the course. It's not always easy. Says, this is interesting, this is a skula brought in the Kitzur Shulchan Arach. A woman who's having a challenge with her children, or if she doesn't yet have children, she should say after she lights the, the, lights the Neros, the Haftoira of the first day of Rosh Hashanah. And it's good that she understands what she's saying. And she should say it which is the Tfilah of Chana. Tfilah Chana. It's a Segula. It's brought in the Kitzer. By the way, in the Sefer Sharei Ha'emuna, he brings that there's a tradition from this in Yerushalayim, going back to the Arizal. The woman's having a hard time with her kid. She should say the Haftarah, the first day of Rosh Hashanah, after Hadlakas Neirais. Now, so far we have two independent ideas. Number one, the Zman of lighting the Ner Shabbos is an Ace Ratzon. Why? Because she's Mekayim a Mitzvah. Therefore, she should daven for her children. And number two, as a Skula, she should say the Haftarah, the first day of Rosh Hashanah, when? After she lights the Neirais. But nobody has connected the two. Nobody said she should say this Haftoira at that Zman because she just lit the Neirois. Comes the Shlach HaKadosh. The Shlach HaKadosh says, this is very interesting, he quotes Rabbeinu B'chayeh that lighting the Ner Shabbos is a mitzvah, a woman is Mekayim. Therefore, she, it's an Ace Ratzon. Therefore, she should daven. And she should take advantage of this man to say the Haftoira the first day of Rosh Hashanah. So it seems like there's a connection. Because she just did a mitzvah, therefore it's an Ace Ratzon. There's an expanded Ace Ratzon, not just like that second. In other words, when you plug in, remember, tonight's show, we're talking about the special machine that measuring the efficacy of tefillah. We have a couple that are still left in stock. But if you wanted to measure the efficacy of tefillah, for how long does the Ace Ratzon last? It seems like it doesn't just stop. You have a window. Well, we know the Gemara says in Shabbos, Haragel Baner, having lay banim tamidei chachamim. Well, Rashi says Ner Shabbos and Ner Chanukah. Rashi says both over there. But that's the performance of the mitzvah itself. You'll have banim tamidei chachamim. But Rabbi Nachai seems to say that it's an asiyas hamitzvah, and therefore it's an esrat sign. By the way, interesting, you know. Uh, what do you do after you eat a piece of bread? 
What do you do after you say Berchasamazayim? You daven. You say Harachamans. Harachaman is not part of Berchasamazayim. Harachaman is Tfilois. Why do you say Tfilois after Berchasamazayim? So the Chavetz Chaim said, you just benched. Benching is a mitzvah. So it's an Esrat sign. It's an Esrat sign. Now you need to daven. Okay. So you say, what about the men? So the women, they're busy doing mitzvahs and then have, making Esrat signs and then davening. And the men, like, what do we do? So this is very interesting. In the Sefer Shivas Tzion of Rav Ben-Zion Mutzafi, he says, the Zman of Kiddush Friday night is an Esrat sign, and therefore at that time you should be Mavakish Albanov of Noisav that they should go in the Derech HaToyer. Now, where did he get this from? He said, I heard it from my father, Rav Salomon Mutsafi. And he gives all kinds of Kabbalistic reasons why it's an Esratzayim. And he says, but because it's not found in Chazal, you should not daven out loud. You should whisper it quietly. And Bechlal, even though you're not supposed to daven for your Tzrachim on Shabbos, but this is not considered uh, davening for physical needs. This is considered Tzrach Shamayim. But it seems like, I would think, that the beginning of Shabbos the Kabbalah of Shabbos, the whole, that whole Zman, the extended Zman is an Esrat sign. And uh, it seems like even if you're a man, you could also uh, daven at this Zman for a man and the onset of Kiddush. Okay, that is Zman number one. Zman number one is for women at the time of Halakas Ner Shabbos. And it seems like for men, right before Kiddush is Masugal to be Mispal for one's children. During Kiddush, you're supposed to look at the uh, Neroys. Yeah, it, it restores eyesight. If anyone has anxiety, the Gemara says that uh, Daiga, it removes a certain percent of one's vision, and you look at the Neroys on uh, Friday night, it restores that. Okay, Zman number two. Zman, Zman number two is Rosh Chodesh Elul. See, Rosh Chodesh Elul, that's in a while. Okay, but, you know, never too early. Rosh Chodesh Elul. In fact, Reb Chaim Falaji, whose yard site was when? Today. I mean, like, Yud Zayin. Now it's Yud Ches, but today was Reb Chaim Falaji's yard site. And where, we said last night, where is there a remez in this week's parasha to Reb Chaim Falaji's yard site? Because Reb Chaim Falaji wrote 72 Svarim. He started when he was 16, and his last sefer, he thanked Hashem that he was Zoycha to write. Svarim Gematria Chaim. I Bechaim is 68, but with the four letters, Ches Yud Yud Mem, it's 72. 72 Svarim for Reb Chaim Falaji. By the way, Reb Chaim Falaji invented a few things. First of all, he invented the concept of Koilal. So if you think Koilal was invented in Bnei Brak, or it was invented in Lakewood, Koilal was invented in Izmir. Reb Chaim Falaji, in the 19th century, he created the idea that Tamir Chachamim learn, and their parnasa is mutal al atzibar. Chaim Falaji also built the first Jewish hospital. Very interesting uh, personality. He writes, starting Rosh Chodesh Elul, when they take out the Sefer Torah, you should daven for your children, that they should be successful in Limud Torah and Yerushalayim. In the Sefer Negidu Metzaveh, he also brings from the Arizal, that uh, once everybody starts fasting, beginning Rosh Chodesh Elul, that's a good time to start davening for your children. So I just thought, what's the connection between Rosh Chodesh Elul and davening for your children? Rav Moshe Feinstein, 
he brings a remez. One of the remazim to Elul is, uh, is what? Es levavcha ve'es levav zarecha. So Ramosh would say like this. People comes, Elul comes to Shoshana and everyone's swaying and everyone's doing tshuva and everyone's repenting. And what about your kid? That's his problem. No. The main achrayis of teshuva is to make sure that your descendants are also doing teshuva. You know when Elul is Elul? Elul is es levav chavi es levav zarecha. So therefore, Rosh Chodesh Elul is an appropriate time to uh, be mispal for the welfare of your children. Zman number three. Ready? This is a, this is a unknown. And whenever you could tap into an unknown, you know, you know it's, it's good. You're, you're the only one on that line. You know, not too many people waiting on that line. It's like, you know, nobody wouldn't, you never go to a bagel store, a pizza store, matzah, matzah, Pesach. I mean, but you, you wait till tomorrow. I mean, you got to be out of your mind. You're going to, you need pizza. Now you, you went eight days without it. What do you need it then for? You, you know, you dafka want to wait four and a half hours for it. You don't wait on a line that there, there's so many people on the line. So it's always good to go to a, you know, at the time, you have to know, the Ariza was Megala, that on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, when the Chazan says the word Aye, whoa, that's like a nuclear bomb. Aye. Okay, so write it, put it on your calendar, make yourself a notification. Not that it should go off then, maybe go off Erev Yom Tif, that get ready for the Aye. When the Aye comes, I can't get into how to be Mechavin with the Nekudos of Aye. But the bottom line is, that's the moment, the Aye moment. When, he said that, when the Chazan says, Aye, you could daven for one of three things. Either to become an Oisha Muflug, it's not going to do you any good, okay? Either you could become a billionaire, what are you, you going to do with 90% of it? You're just going to have people bothering you all day. Either you could become an Oisha Muflug. If you are one, then we could, we could uh, give you a few suggestions. But either you could daven to be an Oisha Muflug, or you could daven for banim tzaddikim, or you could daven for ruach hakodesh. Those are the three options. Don't say, you know, I always wanted to become a, a major league baseball player. That's not one of the three options to daven for. Again, either an oisher muflug, or banim tzaddikim, or ruach hakodesh. Number four, asar simet tshuva. We don't think of it this way. We think it's an ace rod sign. But the Peleyoyets wrote a Sefer, Yalzu Chasidim. And in the Sefer Yalzu Chasidim, he said, one should always daven for their sons and their daughters, that you should marry them off at the appropriate time, and they should be successful, and they should be healthy. And says the Peleyoyets, especially during the Aser Simei which is an ace rod sign. Next, this one, I don't think anyone does. This is uh, in the Sefer Sharei Tzion of the Kadmon, Rav Nasa Nata Hanover. He composed the tefillah to say, when you tie up the Dalad Minim. When you tie up your Dalad, when you're Ma'age the Lulav with the Esrog and the Hadas and Ravais, he wrote a tefillah, Yiratsa Mufanech Hashem Lekav Lekav I took out where each one of the Dalad Minim corresponds to a different uh, letter in the Shem Hashem. And then 
when you uh, when you tie up the hadas and the lulav, you should be mispalo for chayim toivim, because hadas and lulav are both both gematria sixty eight chayim, and. By the way, Hadas and Lulav are Gematria Chayim Toivim together. And when you tie up your Arava, you should daven for Zerah Kasher, for good children. And when you pick up your Esroig, you should be Mechavin for Torah, because Esroig is Gematria Torah. So therefore, remember this. Erev Sukkis, when you tie up your Dalad Minim, what are you gonna do then? You're gonna put on some like some new song where the beat is so hypnotic that you know you don't even know what planet you're on. You can, it's the time to daven for the welfare of your children. In fact, the Belzareba also writes that especially at the time of binding up the Arava, one should daven for Zera Kosher. Zera is Gematria Arava. Two seventy seven. Okay, next. We've said many times, Rav Chaim Falaji writes in Simen Chavches Ois Mem Aleph that the simcha that one displays on Simchas Torah, the joy that one exudes on Simchas Torah, the energy one puts into the dancing on Simchas Torah is a segula that the Torah will remain with you and your children and your descendants forever and ever. Rav Chaim Falaji tells the story of a, of a certain tzaddik who he danced with all his energy on Simchas Torah, and he was Zoycha to a great Shalshelas of Chachme Yisrael. The Chida composed a special tefillah to recite at the time of the Hakafais. By the way, there are two times a year where people get so caught up with alcohol that they don't know if they're coming or going. When are they? The two most powerful days of tefillah of the year. Why? Because the Satan doesn't want you to take advantage of the two most powerful. What are the two most powerful days of tefillah? Simchas Torah and Purim. These are the two days of the year. It is well known. First of all, Purim, whatever you ask for, they give you. So the Satan said, nah, you're better off focusing on Why? Because he's afraid what you might ask for. You know, you might ask for Mashiach. You might ask for Hatzlacha and learning. So he says, you should be machmer on this mitzvah. I, 99% of other things, you're not as machmer in. No, no, this is the most important mitzvah in the Torah. And the other time is Simchas Torah. Simchas Torah is well known. The Bechiyos, the Tzaakos, back in, uh, in Europe, 100 years ago, 200 years ago, it was much greater on Simchas Torah than even by Ne'ilah. That's well, well known. And the Chidah wrote a tefillah, a wondrous tefillah, that Hashem should... Uh, Give us, but to say at the time of the Hakafais, Schanenu Meitcha, Chachma, Bina, Das, Lachadesh Chidushim, Kushyois, Havayos, Yishuvim, and we should be Zoycha to Zara Koidash, Bonim Chachomim, Chasidim, Zara Anoshim, Bori Mazlayu, Vloyimsa Banu, Vloy Bezarenu, Shumpagam, Vishumpisol, Vloy Kare Zarenu. So, if you forgot to daven on Rosh Chodesh Elul, and if you forgot by IA, you know, you were like, you were distracted during the IA moment, and Aser Simei Tshuva went by, and during Agidas Lulav, 
I don't know what happened. You got a phone call. Well, a good time to daven is during hakafais. Number seven. Chasen Taira. Buy Chasen Taira. Because <laughs> if you buy Chasen Taira, you get a tefillah. The tefillah is v'scharzeh. You should be zayche l'rois banim uvnei banim oiskem b'tayra. It's a good thing to buy. You get a tefillah. Say, you know, in my shows, it's reserved. I can't buy it. So buy it for who it's reserved for. Because if you cause someone else to get a bracha, hamavarech is barech. So, okay, that's an interesting one. Okay, I needed to have ten. You know. Next. So you forgot Rosh Chodesh and Aye, you missed out on. And there were no Aravas around. And during Hakafas, you were Yoytze, the midst of Chayev Inish Lubasume. And Chasen was above your pay grade. You always have Ner Chanukah. Like Chazal tell us, that son who's Zohir, like Rabbi Yossi said, Zohir Baner, one is Zoycha to Banim Tamli Chachamim. And one should, therefore, the Peleyoyt says, should light the Nerois with Kalem Noim and Shemen Zayizach, and that the wick should be made out of seven strands and all kinds of uh, particulars. And then the Peleyoyets composed the tefillah to say before you light the Ner Chanukah. And in this tefillah that the Peleyoyets wrote, he says, V'yale lefanecha mitzvah halakas Ner Chanukah im mitzvah halakas Ner Chanukah shel banecha in the merit of lighting the Ner Chanukah, we should be zoiche for us and our children, for the Ner Mitzvah and the illumination of Torah. In fact, the Bnei Yisachar also composed the tefillah to say before, before lighting the Menorah. And there are two versions of this. In version number one it says, so you're davening for yourself, for your children, for your grandchildren. In the other nusach, the Bnei Sascha writes, look at this. Strengthen their hearts and our hearts to serve Hashem. Look at this one. This is the first time I ever saw this. That you should pray for your great-grandchildren. Why not? Next man. The next man is the Shlach HaKadosh says, and the Mishnah quotes this verbatim, La'olam yehei shagor b'fi ava'im tefillah al-baneim. It should be frequent, fluent in the mouth of a father and mother, prayer for their children. Which means, one needs to daven for their children, not like, you know, once in a while. Every day, all day long. One needs to pray for their children all day long. If you have to drive carpool, then the whole carpool, you talk to yourself. 
the other kids will think you're crazy. By the way, they're behaving, it's a, they're, they're the ones who uh, need to get themselves in shape, right? But one needs to pray for their children all day long. It should be Shagur B'fiv. But the Shlach Kadosh is Megala. That the most opportune time to pray for one's children is Erev Rosh Chodesh Sivan. Because Sivan is the month of the giving of the Torah. Erev Rosh Chodesh is Mesugal for uh, Shuva and Kabbalah Satfila. So you're going to have to set a lot of notifications. Okay, You need, you need one for before Kiddush. Obviously, it can't go off then. Okay, But you have to remember that one. You're going to have to set a notification for Rosh Chodesh Elo. You're going to have to set a notification for IA. And IA, you know, the guy in back of you, you tell him when the Chazan gets to IA, I want you to take your tzitzis and give me a zetz or something. Wake me up by the IA. You're about to doze off for the IA. You tell the guy next to you, go like that to me by IA. No, really, you should really say that. <laughs> Number four, Aserosi made Shuva. Number five, binding your lulav. Put it on the calendar. You bind your lulav, it's a time to be Messiah for your children. Number six, Hakafais. Number seven, Chasan Taira. Number eight, Halakas Ner Chanaka. Erev Rosh Chodesh Sivan. And here's the last one. Actually, somebody told me today that um, we recently set over an amazing idea from the Rebbe Shoimer Amunim. He says that a very powerful technique to overcome uh, the, the temptation to look at something indecent and improper is not looking at something immodest is a mitzvah in the Torah. Which mitzvah? You know, let's say somebody's walking down the street and they have their, their um, challenge with, a, with an isayon to look at something indecent. So how does the Yitzhahara work? Yitzhahara says, just look, nothing will happen. You'll look and then you'll go on with your day. You'll go learn, you'll go daven, nobody will know. It's mamish very geschmack. You don't know what you're missing out on. And it'll just take a three seconds. It'll take one second. It'll take a half a split a second. What's the big deal? So here's the best technique to use. You gotta slow things down in real time. You have to say Yitzhahara one second. If I overcome this temptation, I'm a kayim a mitzvah. The mitzvah is v'loi sasuru achrei Now it's a very big mitzvah. Because other mitzvahs like lulav, what's the big deal? So I pay 50 bucks and I buy a lulav. But this mitzvah requires hiskabros hayitzah. So it's a tremendous mitzvah. If I do this mitzvah, it's an ace ratzayin. If it's an ace ratzayin, you know, I could think of a thing or two I, I need to daven for. I'm going to daven. I could. I, I need to daven for someone to have a refuah shalema. I need to daven for hatzlacha and parnas. I need to daven for zivugim. Whatever we need to daven for. Say, Yetzirah, are you kidding me? You're going to make me lose out on the opportunity to create a tremendous esrotzayin and daven for it? So somebody told me they heard this. They said it over. They put it on a platform and 15,000 people saw it. This, this little vart. Okay, so this is a very important aside. We said in the beginning of this year. But the principle is, when you're mekayim a mitzvah, it's an ace ratzon and your tefillahs are answered. Number 10. So therefore, says Rabbeinu Yoyna, 
and he's talking to women here, but it applies equally to men. At the time that you give tzedakah, it's a mitzvah. So if it's a mitzvah, make sure your hands are clean. Why? So you can daven for the welfare of your children. Whoever thought of that? Rabbi Yonah says, make sure when you give tzedakah, you have yadayim nekiyos. Why? Because you're doing a mitzvah. Yeah, I don't have to have clean hands to do a mitzvah. Yeah, I have to have clean hands to daven. So when I give tzedakah, it becomes an esratzen. And at that moment, I'm going to daven for the hatzach of my children. Why? Ah, so says the Rabbi Yonah, I have a great chap. He said, I know about certain sages that they always gave a coin to tzedakah every time they davened. Why? Because why daven regular when you could daven at an ace rot sign? So how do you ensure that every tefillah is an ace rot sign? If you put a nickel in the pushka, so you did a mitzvah. By the way, I'll tell you another mitzvah you could do. You want to make an ace rot sign? Before, this is unbelievable. This, this is going to make such a big ace rot sign. Before you come into the shul, you leave the phone outside of the shul. So you mekayim the mitzvah of not bringing a phone into the shul, which is much bigger mitzvah than giving a nickel to tzedakah. I would say you probably would have to give about $180 to compete with the mitzvah of not bringing your phone into the shul. When you, bring, when you leave the phone out of the shul, it's an, you're mekayim a mitzvah! Well, and now, once you make the mitzvah, what's the mitzvah? Probably 50 mitzvahs we could think of. One is Yira Shamayim. One is Avas Hashem. One is Moira Mikdash. Now you created an Ace Ratzah. Now your tefillahs will be accepted. So you want to make sure that, uh, like we say by Shabbos, by Mincha time, Va'ani Sfilasi Lecha Hashem Ace Ratzah. You want to make sure that your tefillah, not every tefillah, right? If you plug in, you have two guys. One guy has in his uh, pocket, his phone is on vibrate. The other guy, he left it in the car. You plug these two guys into the special machine we mentioned, one guy's tefillah will be infinitely more received and accepted. Why? Because his tefillah is an Esrat sign. He did a mitzvah. Or somebody accepts upon themselves that they're not going to talk the whole Zman tefillah. So if one is macabre that, before they daven, then of course their tefillah is an ace, it's an ace ratzah and their tefillah will be more niskabah. These are ten zmanim where tefillah is exceptionally effective. Number one, for one's children. Number one, hadlakas ner Shabbos or for men right before Kiddush. Number two, Rosh Chodesh Elul. Number three, Aye, Rosh Yom Kippur. Number four, Aser Simei Tshuva. Number five, Agudas Halulav, tying up the lulav. Number six, during the Hakafais. Number seven, Chasan Taira. Number eight, dur- um, during Hadlakas Ner Chanukah. Number nine, Erev Rosh Chodesh Sivan. And number ten, at the time of giving tzedakah. But as the Shlach Kadosh says, that it should be fluent and frequent in the mouth of a parent to be misfollowed for their children. And we hope we should be misfollowed for our tefillos. We should be zoicha. Banim uvnei banim oiskim atar v'mitzvos. Thank you, everybody, for coming. Have a wonderful evening.